from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, August uh, 8th. Turn me on. There, thanks. Didn't know you were ready to talk there. My apologies. I didn't know you had me shut off, or otherwise I wouldn't have tried to talk. Coming, uh, here, we're, we're turn, everybody's turned on. Okay, that was you talking. Uh, coming at you live from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio on uh, Facebook Live, also YouTube and Periscope and Twitter. Uh, how's it going? It's a wonderful day. Good. Uh, lots uh, to talk about tonight, lots of news. Uh, a little bit later on the show, we're going to talk to Scott Schultz again, general manager at Toledo Speedway. They're celebrating their 60th anniversary this weekend and doing a little uh, flip-flop with uh, Flat Rock. Uh, as far as uh, the nights they're running, Flat Rock's going to run Friday night, and Toledo's going to run on Saturday. And joining us also in the studio, Harold Cook, three-time champion, late model champion at uh, Toledo Speedway. So we'll talk about the old days a little bit, and uh, you know where the track was, where it where it is now, and and uh, get a lot of insight as to what racing was like uh, back in the '80s when Harold was was the kingpin. You raced, did you race against Harold? Absolutely. Harold and I were rookies of the year at Toledo Speed, Toledo and Flat Rock, um, same year. One at Flat Rock, one at Toledo. Yes. Right. I gotcha, because you can't both be rookies of the year at the same right. track. No, no. All right, who beat each other the most? Oh, Harold, Harold. was fast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He, he didn't get the nickname High Block because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll be talking about that uh, a little bit later, as well as all the results, what's coming up, and uh, latest news. Lots, uh, lots of anger issues this past weekend too. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, I, I, just a spoiler alert: I, I, re- I became a real Bubba Wallace fan. Did you? Yeah, that was pretty cool. I, pretty I, I thought it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Harold, Harold uh, also approves uh, of that. Uh, coming up on uh, October 3rd, this is your reminder for the uh, Thursday, October 3rd, Hammer Down Racing Report, Dirty 30. We're going to uh, do a 30-lap UMP dirt late model race on the asphalt at Sandusky Speedway. I wonder if they need a tech man for that race. I know a guy. <laughs> Are you available? What do you, what do you got going on uh, Thursday, October 3rd? Be more than uh, glad to be there. Okay. That way he can... Make sure that all the cars are UMP legal and, uh, and that the tires meet the criteria. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be race, running dirt cars on the asphalt uh, at Sandusky Speedway Thursday, October 3rd. It's part of their uh, Budweiser Cavalcade uh, weekend. Actually, it's kicking off that whole weekend. Uh, it'll be Thursday, Friday, Saturday racing, but uh, just Thursday night for the dirt cars on the asphalt. No dirt on the track because that, that would make things pretty hard to clean up for Friday and Saturday oh, when yeah. the asphalt cars come. But uh, we're going to be running... Uh, trucks and bombers in the mid-level that's class. One, that's one class. One class, yeah. And the uh, details are on uh, the Hammerdown Racer Report website, hammerdownracerreport.com. Um, There's a little sticky note up at the top, so everything you need is right there. On the Facebook page, yeah. Correct. You can uh, also sign up, too, if you want to get uh, uh, your name up uh, on that page. And and we appreciate the drivers that have done that and the drivers that we know are going to do that. It gives us a chance to talk about them. And uh, and I'm sure that's going to amp up as we get closer oh, sure to, to the, the show. I know uh, Chris and Doug are still working out some of the uh, the details on that. What are we uh, 
two, three, uh, one, two, about two months out. Yeah. yeah. So it's coming up. Uh, also, front wheel drives uh, will be in action. There's going to be the asphalt cars. You guys need to behave over there. What's going on? <laughs> the uh, front wheel drives will be the asphalt front wheel drives versus the dirt front wheel drives, or compacts as we typically call them. I, so. uh, I've been watching Corey Gum at uh, Oakshade the last couple of weeks, and uh, I, I think that could be a real fun race to watch. And he's uh, he's already got that on his calendar right. for for showing up. There, well, as so. well he should. It, yeah. Really good payout for for the compacts. That's right. Uh, was it eight hundred? Yeah, I didn't. I don't have that on my notes, but it's on uh, HammerdownRacerReport.com. There's actually a whole page uh, set up for the Dirty Thirty again, October third, Sandusky Speedway. If you don't have a car and you're just a fan, hope to see you out there for that. Uh, either whether or not you're an asphalt or dirt fan, it's uh, it'll be it'll be dirt, interesting. Dirt cars on pavement. There you go. Should have, should have everybody. And uh, uh, as reported last week, Handjobs Nail Salon has officially come on as uh, a sponsor of that event. I'm excited. I'm sure you are. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? Uh, racing last weekend. Uh, Eldora Speedway. The trucks were down there a week ago Thursday. Did you uh, watch any of that? Uh, I did. What would you think? Boring. Okay. And And you? It was all right. It wasn't it, bad. It's one of the. the it, was, it was exciting. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a dirt race. Yeah, and they it, fan out, especially on those restarts. They're just all over. It seems like the only grip though was way up high, which yeah, is right. pretty I, normal. I thought it was great seeing Stuart Friesen win his first uh, race in the Truck Series, and I, I thought it was a pretty exciting race. Did you see, see the video of his kid dancing on uh, the back of his truck? No, I missed that. It's on, oh, it's on no. our Facebook page. You'll have to check that, that out. Okay, that, that, check that, that, is, <laughs> that is killer. And uh, who was it? Scott, uh, Briscoe. Right. He came Chase, from the Chase, back near Chase the Briscoe. front again. I mean, that, that was exciting watching that. Didn't he get caught up in a wreck late? Yeah. Which which one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was There's, more than one. Those cars look like uh, our trucks. Or they were all pretty much beat up. I really thought yeah. Matt Crafton would do better. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed in that well, too. Well, it's there's a lot of luck involved in that racing at at that track because they're out of control about fifty percent of the time. He's been actively working on his dirt program, and, yeah, and uh, he's come a long ways with it. Also, oh, he has at the summer nationals. He he was one of the ones to watch. I wonder how. I'm, I'm guessing it's incredibly different uh, between driving his modified and one of those NASCAR trucks that aren't really made to go on the dirt. Yeah, but he's so comfortable in the trucks. He, yeah. He's got about a bazillion laps. And he's pretty comfortable in his modified. So right. Put yeah, those but he, he's fairly comfortable in just about any car you yeah. put him in, though. He's, he's an all-around racer and uh, just fits well. Has has he approached or has he broken Terry's record uh, for... Uh, consecutive, consecutive races i think he might have i know terry held it there for quite a while and someone has surpassed him we're, and it, it might have been matt we're talking about harold cook's son terry cook who was uh one, one of the stars in the early days of the truck series and uh i know he had over 500 uh starts consecutive starts that's pretty in impressive. the truck series yeah, yes in the truck series I remember watching him uh, at Flat Rock. Did he run uh, Toledo, too? Yes. Okay. Yes, he raced uh, in both late models and sportsmen at Toledo. Did he win a championship at Toledo? I believe he did. I know he did at Flat Rock. Right. And I believe he might have won one at Toledo also. 
He was king for a while at Flat Rock. Yeah, and Jerry just uh, destroyed him there in the sportsman division. Right. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get more to uh, to the Toledo stuff here. Back to uh, Eldora. Stuart Friesen, of course, he elected not to pit at the start of that final stage and went on to, as you said, win his uh, very first NASCAR uh, Gander Outdoor Truck Series event. Um, World of Outlaw late model driver Mike Marlar ended up fourth. Yeah, I thought he had a shot toward and, the and end. And he came from pretty deep in the field. Uh, Dave Blaney won the Big Block Modified Invitational, leading all 20 laps. Uh, that was the same night as well. was not televised. Brian Ruhlman on uh, Saturday won the mod feature. It was family fireworks night. And uh, Ernie Woodward was the Eldora stock winner. Harvey Yoder won the Vores Compact Series feature. Those guys run on uh, the Vores Compact Series. They run asphalt and dirt. They run all over the place, yeah. Maybe we can see if uh, get them at the uh, Dirty 30. Have if, to they're make not, it, if they have nothing on their schedule. Have to make uh, Thursday night. Should be pretty open. Chris Mize, Doug Doc. Check out the uh, Vores Compact Series. See, uh, see if they might be interested in maybe not an official Bring, event. Bringing a few cars yeah. along. Yeah, especially with that purse. Uh, Lima Land, they wrapped up their uh, point season on Friday night. Matt Westfall got the uh, lead in the final corner in the final lap of the non-wing sprint uh, feature. Jerry Bowersock won the modified feature. Todd Sherman's fifth-place finish was good enough for his seventh modified track championship. Chris Douglas domina- dominated the uh, Thunderstock feature. But uh, Tony Anderson. You know who built Chris Douglas's car? I do? Yes, sir. Am I looking at him? Yes, sir. Okay. It's a Ron Miller race car. Yes, sir. Represented at uh, Limeland. That was was a car that we presented to one of the drivers at Oakshade for perfect attendance. And uh, how long ago? Like a year ago. Oh, so it's a... Pretty new one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Speaking of Ron Miller race cars, we all, forgot to do your commercial. It, well, we just did. Well, give him a call, 734-856-7223. He's got winning race cars. If you want a car just like the one that Chris <laughs> Chris Douglas won with at Lima Land, we can do it. It's a pretty good endorsement. Of course it is, <laughs> because it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Waynesfield Raceway Park was in action last Friday night as well as the Rick, Rick uh, Ferkel Classic featuring the Fast 410 Sprints. And uh, apparently a crash with three laps to go took out the leader, second place, and fourth place drivers. Which was good news for T.J. Michaels, who, who was, was running, running third? third at the yeah. time. And he I managed saw that to avoid one coming. <laughs> he managed to avoid it, picked up the win there. Uh, Ricky Peterson made a final corner, final corner, final lap pass on Brandon Moore to take the 305 Sprint feature. Uh, Brad Strzok dominated, dominated and led the entire way of the AMSA Mini Sprint feature. Next race scheduled for Waynesfield Raceway Park is going to be September 7th. It's the Bob Hampshire Classic. So they're running that limited schedule with, uh, with Shane Helms running the right. track. Sounds like they may do Ho- some more races next yeah, season. Yeah, I was going to say, hopefully this is working out for them. And I, I think I saw a picture. They had a huge crowd there. Proves for the, to be profitable yeah. enough that... Uh, they do a full program next year. Uh, Fremont Speedway, Cap Henry, former guest of the show, won the 410 Sprint feature. Uh, you Paul- know, I, I, I was just thinking, if the owners at Millstream saw that, maybe they would be encouraged enough to open the doors. I know you have, a, well, the phone number's on their website. Maybe we get everybody to call. Go to millstreamspeedway.com, and the phone number for the track owner is right there on the and, website. And tell them to look at what's happening at Tiny little Waynesfield, and think of what could happen at Millstream. 
If only. If only. Um, Paul Weaver earned his 50th career victory at Fremont by winning the 305 feature. Sean Valeni won the Memorial Day truck makeup feature event. He then went on to win again in the regularly scheduled truck feature. They had uh, double features for the trucks. And Mr. Valenti won both of them. No surprise there. Oakshade Raceway was in action on uh, Saturday night as well. Devin Shields won uh, the late model feature. Bob Gregory got his second sportsman win of the season. Jeff Folks was your Bomber A main winner. Eric Carr got his first uh, compact feature win of the year after we were talking about Corey Gum. He had a tire go down in that feature late in the race and uh, fell through the running where I think he ended up uh, finishing sixth. So and uh, he was he was going for five or six feature six, wins in a row. I think that would have been six in a yeah. row. Uh, Cody Stetton was your bomber B main winner. Picked up his first feature winner. Amazingly, that's another in a, in a Ron Miller proven chassis car. Yeah, another Ron Miller race car picking up a feature win. Look at that. Shameless plugs. Shameless. Ah, well, maybe if my car was fixed. Well, mine's not a Ron Miller race car. Mine's just like a converted. A, it's Ron a half Miller. breed. It's a half. It's a mutt. Uh, Flat Rock Speedway was in action on Saturday. Current Street Stock Point leader Greg Stude won the Corrigan Race Fuels 100 on Saturday. Troy Bramer won the uh, Street Stock B-Main. Did I pronounce that right? Bramer? Oh, I don't know. I'm going with Bramer. Howard Kelly Jr. was the late model uh, sportsman winner at uh, Flat Rock. Harold, would that would that be any relation to Jeff Bramer? Wonder? Uh, I'm not sure. It very possibly could be. It could be. Maybe somebody listening can uh, let us know for sure. World of Outlaws uh, were in action uh, last week. Brad Sweet led all 35 laps in Friday nights before the Ironman at Federated Auto Parts Raceway at I-55. Saturday night's Ironman 55 belonged to Sheldon Hoddenshield, who led 45 of the 55 laps, and he lapped up to fifth place. He won by over 10 seconds. Uh, Donnie Schatz was second in that. So probably not the most exciting race to watch, unless, of course, uh, you were a Sheldon Hoddenshield. Hodden Shield yeah. fan. Uh, or if you were Heldon, Sheldon Hoddenfield. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sheldon Hoddenfield, yes. Thank you. Uh, this weekend, it's uh, Knoxville Nationals, and uh, first race last night, Trey Sparks, dude from Washington. He uh, flies from Washington to Knoxville every week to compete in the 410 sprints there. He's never won a feature or even a World of Outlaw uh, event until last night. He won the Brandt qualifying night of the 59th NOS Energy I'm sorry, NOS Energy Drink, Knoxville Nationals. Uh, that locks him into Saturday's A-Main. So a pretty cool deal for him, I guess. That's crazy, flying yeah. from Washington to Knoxville every week. Anyway, uh, Knoxville Na- Nationals continue tonight through Saturday. World of Outlaw Morton building late models. Jonathan Davenport led uh all 30 laps to win night one of the World of Outlaw Morton Buildings late model series. USA Nationals at Cedar Lake. Last Thursday night, Tyler Erb won the Dash event Friday and earned the poll for Saturday's 50,000 USA Nationals main event. Uh, it was Chris Madden and only his second time in uh, Bloomquist backup card taking the big victory on Saturday night. Next up for that series is Williams Grove uh, a week from Friday. Uh, let's talk uh, some NASCAR real quick and then how, we'll, how, we'll get uh, Scott Schultz. How on. about American Ethanol Series at Merritt last that, weekend? That's, that's on here. It's on there? Yeah. Well, I thought you were going to talk NASCAR. And I then, was, but then, then we're usually I have done. some random notes here after the NASCAR stuff. Random. Yeah. 
Austin, Austin Cedric uh, outdueled A.J. Allmendinger for his first NASCAR Xfinity Series win in Saturday's Zippo 200 at the Glen. Allmendinger crossed the line second but was disqualified after failing post-race inspection. Seems to be a common theme this year. People yeah, the, that zero tolerance is, is, is biting a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, next up for them is the B&L Transport 170 at Mid-Ohio. Coming up on Saturday, 3 o'clock, that'll be on NBCSN. Chase Elliott won the NASCAR Monster Energy Cup Series race on Sunday at the Glen. Uh, lots of uh, controversy there. We'll talk about that a little yeah, bit later. Yeah. Uh, the Cup is at MIS Cup Series at MIS on Sunday, three o'clock on NBC SN. And Rusty Schlank, yes, he won the American Ethanol Late Model Tour 31st Annual Wood Tick at Merritt Speedway on Saturday night. Matt Shipley finished 11th in that. And Colin Shipley was 19th. So Rusty was on the show. Two shows back. That was uh, win 202, I believe. So, so he, since he was so, on. So he won he's 200, got three wins. 201, and 202. Yeah. He was on less than, he was on two weeks ago, and he's got three wins since then. Yeah. So. And I guess Harold's going to pick up a win. Right? <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, sure, that, that sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, Lucas Oil Late Model Series is at Florence Speedway tonight through Saturday for the North-South 100 weekend. And uh, one other note, we're less than a month away from the World 100 at Eldora. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. So how about uh, we talk to Scott, Scott Schultz. Schultz, general manager of uh, Toledo Speedway. They have been uh, they were on uh, NBCSN, I guess, last night, uh, the yeah, grassroots thing. Yeah, we missed that. I, I, I saw a little clip they had uh, a link to, and... Uh, it was. They talked a little bit about Toledo, and then they started talking about Eric Almarola and how he wanted to be a sprint car racer under. Okay. I didn't really understand the thing, but it was just a like a two and a half minute clip. It wasn't the whole thing. Did they say much or do anything about Greg Stillwell, a, uh, a good Ron Miller, Ron Miller race cars customer? <laughs> not totally, not on the clip that I saw. Totally selfless. Not on the clip that I saw. So uh, 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 self serving man, you wow. are. Here, talk about Ron Miller race cars again, how great uh, your cars are, and I'll get Well, actually, uh, we did have a pretty good week. Except for your car. What happened to you? Um, I, I don't know. I, I I was racing hard with another guy. and He zigged when he should have zagged. We, we got together and spun, and about an hour and a half later, a car came flying in, and uh, it wasn't pretty. I'm not sure if I need to dial a nine. We got a new phone system, and for last, everything else we have to dial nine. Last week you said you did. Did I? Well, it's ringing, so I guess we're good. Never quite sure with our phone. Everything changes every week. Hey, I'm right on time. I told him I call between seven fifteen and seven twenty. Assuming he gave me the right number. Hello. Hey, is this Scott? Yep. Hey, Scott. Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, Hammer Down Racing Report. How's and, it going? And Harold Cook. Oh, Don't forget him. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, you got a few minutes? We good? Yep. All right. Yep. Now, you guys, Toledo Speedway, celebrating your 60th uh, anniversary, 60 years of racing this weekend, right? Let's Tell us a little bit about it. Well, uh, back in 1960, Herb Kester had a go-kart track out there on Benoit Road, and Decided to make it a racetrack, and so he built Toledo Speedway, and it was dirt for one year. Was it a half mile and, that first year? Yeah, I, I think it was. I believe it was. Uh, Harold's older than I am. Maybe Harold can tell you. So, <laughs> uh, and Ron Miller's older than all of us. So, hey, come know, on. Harold's got to a little bit. But, um, and then in 61, he paved it. And needless to say, uh, 
that's where it all started. Uh, it's it's been 60 years, which is kind of unbelievable, to be honest with you. Uh, there is so much history and tradition at Toledo Speedway, you know, going back from the Arca days and when Sonny Adams had it, and and uh, it's just and now that Ron, you know, Ron and his partner Roy Drager or Roy Mott added at one time, and God bless Roy, he passed away here a couple couple uh, falls ago, but uh, it's 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 filled with tradition and history and you know when you bring in all the touring series that we've been able to bring in and, and that Sonny brought in too and Ron's grandfather the late John Markham you know there's just so many racers that went through here and a lot of them had national notoriety uh you know and went on I mean Gordon Johncock used to run super modifieds there and you know he went on and won two Indy 500s, and you know, and, and the list just keeps going on. USAC Sprints used to run four times a year. You know, Tom Sneva ran there, Poncho Carter, and you know, again, the list just goes on and on. And uh, it it is kind of <clears throat> surreal that uh, 60 years has uh, has went by, um, and to see the names, and and I'm I'm a sucker when it comes to old photos and just to look <laughs> at all those old photos. It's well, just, the Scott, um... it really is incredible. Scott, the uh, Arca New Car guys that ran back in the day uh, oh, were yeah. a really impressive list. Yeah, you know, Benny Parsons, Ramos Scott, uh, you Iggy, know, Bobby Watson, Andy Iggy Hampton, Katona. Iggy Katona. Yeah. yeah, it just... To say Ron nothing Hutchinson. of Jack Bowser. Yeah, yeah, the, you know, the Bowsers were the were the USAC and Arca mainstays for years, and, you know, Jack ran NASCAR, too, and, you know, then you get <clears throat> up a little farther, and then, of course, you got Joy Fair, and... Joe Rutman and John Anderson and Danny Bird and, you know, Dick Mitchell, and, and the list just keeps going on and on. And, Harold uh, Cook, Ron you know, Miller. It's, yep, <laughs> absolutely. So you how, know, Harold was, <clears throat> Harold was the man in his day there for, for quite a few years, you know, uh, uh, especially at Flat Rock and also at Toledo. And, you know, he was, he was right there, and he won a championship or two, and, you know, he was the hometown favorite. And then, of course, his boys, Jerry and Terry, both were champions there and, you know, both went on to, to careers, uh, uh, on the NASCAR side. And, you know, you, you can just keep going on and on and on, you know, it's, it's just phenomenal. Um, you know, little known fact is when Jack Roush had his, uh, truck team still in, uh, Livonia up there, they tested at Toledo probably six or seven times a year when Greg Biffle was their driver. And, you know, they, they got to be, you know, Hey, how are you doing on, the, on a first name basis with us? because they were there so much testing until he moved to North Carolina with everything. Um, <clears throat> Jack Roush also ran his gong show there when he was getting ready to uh, start the truck team. And if you remember those days, I'm not sure if you do. Uh, but we do. Or he I, had, a, I he do. had what he called a gong show, and he invited seven or eight drivers, <clears throat> and Toledo was one of the tracks he used. And that's where Kurt Busch came from. Kurt tested at Toledo uh, in one of Jack's trucks, and that's where his career started uh, as he moved up through the ranks. But uh, it, it is, it is like I said, to me it's surreal. I've, I've been around way too long. Uh, how long, know, how long have you there. been associated with uh, Toledo Speedway? I've been there for 50 years. Okay. I've been there. I started when I was 10 years old. Oh, and, uh, you know, I was just a kid. I remember Weird Harold's first car, his first state <laughs> model. It's it was gold. It's, it's, Yes. Wasn't it, Harold? Yes, was it, it was. Gold? And it was, yep. was, it, was it a Ford Fairlane? Yes, it was. Scott, yeah. me, me and Ron Miller both started racing there at Toledo Speedway in 1970. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it possibly be that long ago. I remember yep. the racetrack was 
instead of having a concrete wall, it had railroad ties stood on end yes, all sir. the way around the, the perimeter. And I know I tried to knock them down a few times, and I think I was fairly yeah. successful, at least on one occasion. <laughs> but uh, the improvements that we've seen at that track over the years, just it's phenomenal, especially since uh, – uh, Roy Mott and Ron Dreger took it back over. It's just, if anybody hasn't been out there uh, since that's taken place, uh, and I couldn't tell you exactly what year it was, you could, but it's it's just phenomenal. Well, the and changes. the grandstands now are spectacular. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're we're very blessed. Uh, and Ron had a great business partner, Roy Mott. <clears throat> he he knew what he wanted to do when they, when uh, Sonny, uh, Sonny Adams sold the track to Ron and Roy back in 99. And, you know, we were pulling boards out of the bleachers in the snow in uh, January and February and March to get ready for that middle of May uh, opener in 1999. And, you know, it just progressed from there. The, the city water, municipal water and sewer, uh, moving the pits out <clears throat> to the back, putting pit road in, putting a new lighting system in, uh, you know, paving the racetrack in 2001. In fact, it was done just after 911. And Ron and Roy had a big decision to make on whether we were going to run the ARCA race, which at that time was in September. And, uh, you know, we... After listening to President Bush and things like that, Ron and Roy decided to go ahead and run the race, and uh, that was the first race on the new pavement back in '01. And you know, it's just. And then about four years ago, <clears throat> I think this is the fourth year, uh, we had the opportunity to get the grandstands when uh, all the NASCAR tracks started downsizing, and uh, we were able to acquire those two sets of beautiful grandstands uh, from MIS, which sit up towards the Turn One area now at Toledo Speedway, and it's. It's just a fantastic vantage point, uh, to be honest with you. But, yeah, we've been very blessed with, with those opportunities. Ah, excuse me. And, and those kind of, like Harold said, you know, and, and Ron, you know, to have the opportunity to do that and to rebuild the place, really. When was the... Uh, uh, it's just been a blessing. When was the uh, the quarter track, quarter mile track added? Was Has that always been there? Oh, yeah, that's been there forever. Has it? Okay. Yeah, now Ron, Ron and Harold could tell you that. I, from the day I set foot in there in 1968, uh, I do remember it being there. Uh, 68 would have been the first year I was there. Right late in the year uh, was the first time I ever went to a race. Uh, I was 10 years old. Scott, little, and, uh, little known history. Um, Kathy and my very first date was at Toledo Speedway in uh, May, May <laughs> yeah, of, right. of May of 1964. And uh, okay. I think I poked her in the ribs and says, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and, you know, I grew and up. she's still hitting you to this day. Absolutely poking me in the ribs. Um, I grew up at Raceway Parks. My dad uh, was big time involved with racing. Uh, I'm not sure I had ever been to Toledo prior to our first date in 64. Um, but at that time, they weren't running the half mile. Uh, and, and I can't remember why, but maybe it was an insurance problem. But, uh Everything back in 64 and the first part of 65 was on just a little track. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, and and well, I, Harold, said we were, sure Harold said we were rookies the same year. I actually ran some, oh, man, I forget what they were even called, but it was prior to them running figure eight. They ran uh, just on the quarter mile. Uh, okay. And, and then we ran figure eight. Uh, uh, up through 69 and in 70 uh was when harold ron dewitt and i were all rookies of the year uh-huh yeah and you know some of that stuff is cloudy to us i mean especially to ron and i you know uh and records obviously back in those days you know record keeping and, and his history people and things like that really it, it wasn't what it is today 
Uh, and and for the for part of that, that that's too bad. Um, you know, you wish you, you could find some of that stuff. Uh, they lost a lot of stuff in the fire when the ARCA, uh, oh, yeah, when the sure. ARCA office burned there a couple of falls ago. Uh, and so we lost a lot of photos and things like that. And we had just started making progress. Ron and, and Brian Norton and Jim Hale had just started making progress on getting some of all that stuff together. Um, you know, it, I should say organized. How's that? And, you know, and then they lost it all in the fire. But, uh, you know, every... Every so often, we run across something or someone that has something, and you know what wants us to have it, and uh, you know we're very grateful for that. Needless to say, so we've got uh, a lot it, of listeners, Scott. Um, maybe if anybody has any of the really old memorabilia and, and wanted to don't donate it, uh, I'm sure Arthur yeah, would, you know, would be glad and, to accept it. Sure, and and we're not necessarily looking for the original. We'll make copies. You know, we're, we're not asking for anybody to donate things at all. Uh, to be honest with you, we're, we're we're glad to make copies if they will share them, share that with us. That'd be so cool. Say, uh, yeah, it is. It is. Well, uh, Scott, I'm, you know, looking, and, I, I'm looking so much forward to this weekend to seeing the track champions from uh, years gone by and doing uh, some reminiscing there. And God only knows yep. what we could turn up as far as uh, information. Yeah, I just talked to Ron uh, tonight on my way home uh, from the office, and he has 32 former champions confirmed. Wow. Which is pretty cool. Uh, we have families of some of the uh, deceased uh, champions. Nolan John Cox's daughter called from Kalamazoo. Nolan was the super modified champion at Toledo, I right. think, in 62 or 3. And they, are, they saw the photos on Facebook. And they are just thrilled, and they want to be a part of it and represent their dad. So that's pretty cool. You know, they're coming all the way from Kalamazoo. Um, you know, we've we, we got all kinds of, of things, and like Carol said, so many stories and, and waiting to see all these folks. And uh, Danny Bird is going to try to be there. Danny's uh, battling some health issues. Harold, he's got to be, what, in his mid-80s, maybe late-80s, I would I, think. I think early to mid <laughs> he's. Yeah, um, he's battling some health issues, but he has told Ron this is very important to him. And I don't know how long he'll be able to stay or if he's going to make it, but his plan was to be there. And, uh, you know, he may not be able to get out of the car, but, you know, we're, we're looking forward to having him around. Uh, it, it's those kind of things. And, you know, the, the racers of today, and I'm speaking to all you guys there, and I know you echo the same thing I did. I am thrilled to death that I had the opportunity to see what I saw in the 60s and 70s and the people that built this sport of short track racing in the Midwest. Yeah. Well, it, it is like nothing else there ever was. Yeah. Well, I'm just so, and, so, I'm so lucky that I had the opportunity to racing with or for John Markham back in a year, and, of course, racing with Danny Bird and Joy Fair, and they both helped me a lot in my advancement in my career. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing Danny. Unfortunately, uh, Joy is no longer with us. And yep. uh, we keep losing more and more every year. Yeah, um, you know, I, I guess to the to the racers of today. And so, look, it's a different world we live in. We all know that the, the world's changed, times have changed, and you got to change with them, or you're going to get you know sucked right up, and it's going to go right on by you. But Harold, you and Ron and uh, and all these folks, you're the ones that set this in motion. Running three and four nights a week and Working Wait, your tails off. Not that they don't today, but nobody had time to do anything but work on their race car. 
you know, if there was an argument or something to be settled, it got settled that night because, dang, you had to get to the racetrack the next night. Um, and, and just just the mentality of, of racing today, you know, and again, the world's changed, so we've had to change with how, how we run the racetrack and, you know, how things are handled and things like that. But, you know, it, I, I'm just, I can't emphasize enough how privileged I was to yeah. watch you guys. Scott, are you saying that racing... learn from all this. Are you saying that racing today is too sanitary? No. No. I just, I just think <laughs> it, it... So what I'm saying is, and it's good for Ron Miller race cars, everybody buys everything. And part of that is technology. Oh, absolutely. Um, when Harold and I um, started, there was no such thing. You know, no, um, exactly. Yeah. If they need something done, Ed, they Ed need Howell, to have it done. Ed Howe was working out of his garage. Absolutely, absolutely. And but in those days, that's what you did, and you learned what was going on with your race car and how to fix a part. Of course, in those days, you could go to the junkyard and get a part. You can't do that today. And you know, the advancement in technology and just the race car. And Harold knows he's a tech guy. We, you guys all know this. You know, the technology of the race car has changed so much. And some of this stuff, you know, you got to hire to have it done. Uh, you know, and it, it, it's, it's, it's changed the face of racing. But you know what? Everything has changed. Every industry has changed. But uh, it was so cool, you know, in those days to watch you guys. You know, we saw each other three and four nights a week sometimes. And, you know, you were just racing. That's what you did. You went to work. When you got home, you had a sandwich, maybe. <laughs> and you went in your garage and you, and you started working in your race car. And, you know, no, no disrespect to the racers of today. They do a great job because, and with the cost today, I don't know how any of these guys do it. I really don't. Um, with the exception of a few, you know, I mean, the, the, the cost of everything is just, just out of control and, and to no one's, you know, no one's fault. It is, it's the world we live in and it, it's just happened and it's made it very difficult to uh, maintain a race car and god bless the guys that have race cars now and work every day because man i don't know how you guys do it i really don't and my hat is off to every dirt and asphalt and drag strip guy and off-road guy and go-kart guy and bandolero guy and teams and families that do it because you are sacrificing a lot uh and it's tougher for everybody to make things work but you know, we're very positive. We're very positive about the future. We have to keep digging and scratching just like everybody else. And, uh, but Saturday night, we're going to look back and we're going to reminisce. And like Carol said, we're going to have fun seeing all our old friends and talk about the old days and, uh, just have a good old time. And I hope anybody that's ever been to Toledo Speedway, I hope you come out because you're, you're going to have a good time too. Again, we're talking to Scott Schultz, general manager of Toledo Speedway about the uh, 60th anniversary celebration coming up this weekend. Now, you and or Toledo Speedway and Flat Rock are, are swapping nights. Flat Rock's going to run Friday yeah. night and, and Toledo Speedway, as you said, uh, Saturday. What, what was uh, the reasoning for that? Well, uh, tough to draw a crowd uh, for a bigger show on a Friday night at okay. Toledo or any track for that matter. There's not a lot of Friday night tracks anymore. Uh, so we thought we would flip nights. We did this two years ago. Uh, we were finding that the, uh, the bigger late model races, we were not being able to be successful from a business standpoint on a Friday night. So we said no more Friday night, big late model races. We'll run them on Saturdays. So two years ago, we flipped nights uh, just for one weekend. And it actually was pretty decent, uh, not too bad at all. So last year we didn't do it uh, but uh, because of the way the schedule fell. But this year we, we wanted to do it. And so when we put our schedules out there in December, 
we had already set this up and we knew we were going to do a 60th anniversary show and, and we wanted it to be on a Saturday night. So if you live a couple hours away, you can make it. So what's on, what's uh, on, nights are tough. what's on tap then uh, Saturday night at Toledo Speedway? What can people expect? Saturday, well, Saturday night we have uh, five divisions. Uh, we have a 60 lap uh, Arca Lake Mile Gold Cup race. Uh, Going to pay the 100 lap purse for 60, for 60 laps. We also have our late model sportsman on the half mile, and they've got two point races left, and that's getting tight. Uh, and then uh, on the short track, we're going to have, of course, the fabulous figure eights. Uh, we're going to bring the Flat Rock Street stacks down just for one night only, and the factory stocks from Toledo. Uh, we'll start there at Dollar Popcorn, Dollar Hot Dog, and Dollar Pop Night all night long. So we'll roll back the prices a little bit. Uh, at 7 o'clock, we're gonna get, going to introduce all the champions, and then we'll get into our features-only format. Um, we're just, you know, we're looking for a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of excitement. Uh, you know, we've got all kinds of things going on. The first 300 people through the gate, adults, I should say, get a free Miller Lite racing hat. Pepsi's going to be there with the Pepsi summer giveaways. We've got a special uh, insert in the program sheet that lists all the champions uh, by year. It's going to be in full color, just a little keepsake uh, for the fans, and then, uh, and then we're going to do something for the uh, for the champions too. It, uh, It'll be a little bit different than that, but I won't tell you what it's going to be right now. Oh, so it's going to be a surprise. Uh, just a, Oh, it's just a little something. <laughs> you know, it's just a, a token of our appreciation for being around and being a part of the history. And, you know, it's just uh, it's just really cool. I'm, I'm really excited about it. And, man, the weather forecast has got to be the best, I believe. Looking oh, good. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a I think Harold and Ron could attest to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as yeah. as, as well as us. Yeah. We, sounds you know, like a night uh, to remember. Uh, yeah, the short tracks have really struggled. Everybody has this year. I talked to Gary Howe over at Kalamazoo this morning, and uh, he just came off a big race on uh, Wednesday night, the Clash. And yeah. uh, you know, every everybody's struggled, but it's all about the weather patterns. And uh, it's been a tough year for everybody. But uh, we're hoping for a good Friday night at Fly Rock and a great Saturday night at, at Toledo. Um, it's just it's going to be cool. It's really going to be cool. I think we're going to have some surprise guests that you know didn't get back to us or didn't. Uh, correspond with us, <laughs> I want to say, and uh, you know we're, we're we're hoping for a couple surprises. Uh, we've had a couple people say, "Well," and you know we don't want to put their name out there. And then somebody said, "Well, you said they were going to be yours." <laughs> well, we didn't, we don't want to do that. So uh, I, I, we're hoping for maybe a couple surprises. Um, but you know what? If they come, it just is icing on the cake. If they don't, we have an excellent lineup of past champions and and great great people that have built our sport and are very important to us at ARCA and Flat Rock and Toledo Speedways for sure. All right, Scott. Well, we appreciate the time and uh, wish you best of luck uh, Saturday night with the 60th uh, anniversary celebration, and here's to another 60 years. Thank you, Harold. We will see you Saturday night. Ron Miller, good luck Saturday night wherever you're going, the casino or wherever you're going. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> he might have better luck there. Oh, Yeah, yeah. But thanks again, and thanks for what you guys do again. These kind of things are what's going to help short track racing continue to be uh, part of the conversation and part of the entertainment package in our area. And, uh, Scott, what you guys have done, uh, even though you got Ron Miller working with you, uh, <laughs> things, are, things are pretty good. So, yeah, I'll get even but, with uh, that one. I, I, why do you think I'm getting all this in now? <laughs> I, I know I'm going to pay for it. But uh, thanks again for everything you guys do. Uh, we're, we're very grateful to you. All right, man. Thanks, Scott. Thanks Scott. for your time, Thank Scott. you. Bye. All righty, thanks. Scott Schultz, GM of uh, Toledo Speedway, getting ready for their 60th uh, 
anniversary. Then they were had that special on NBCSN. If you can find that, uh, share it with me. I'd like to see that, the whole thing. Wells Fargo presents one of the surest ways to grow your money. A Wells Fargo CD account where you can earn a 5.00% annual percentage yield on an 11-month term with a minimum opening deposit of $5,000. Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash CD rates to open a CD account and start growing your savings with us. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC. Um, before we get to uh, to Harold here, a little bit more, a couple other uh news elements from uh, this past weekend you hear about uh richard e speck jr 67 year old was killed friday night after uh, a couple sprint cars made contact off turn four at williams grove speedway one of the cars then struck the inside wall and was tossed over the infield fence speck uh, was a uh, track volunteer he was sitting in the back of his truck where the sprint car landed i think he was uh push truck yeah push truck operator yeah so they canceled the remainder of their program uh, last Friday. Um, do you hear about the the thing that happened at Angola Motor Speedway? The thing? The thing. Oh, no. The thing. I reached out to both uh, both parties involved, both Angola Motor Speedway and Connor Landis, and uh, did not get a comment from either. But Really? Uh, from what uh, I can gather, I don't have all the facts, so this is from what I can gather, Connor Landis uh, won his very first modified feature at Angola Speedway and then was disqualified uh, because his dad came on to the track and, to celebrate his win with him. And I guess that's not legal there. I guess they may have said something in the driver's meeting that you can't come on to the track. Really? Uh, which I understand is a safety issue. But well, And the Landis family is... And they've been very, around, they, for, they've been around yeah, for a long Jack time Landis. in that area. So, yeah. That's, all I, that's about all I know there. Just kind of a, a bad deal, I guess. And when, he was, And he lost his win because of that. Uh, yes, but I'm sure he's still considering it a win, even. Watch, yeah. yeah. So, uh, NASCAR suspended three crew chief or three crew members from the uh, number two GMS racing team of driver Sheldon Creed, who uh, finished second in the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series race uh, last week. It was a uh, result of a safety violation at Eldora after ballast fell off Creed's uh, truck uh, on onto the track during practice as a result crew chief jeff uh, snake stinkowitz truck chief austin pollock and engineer jonathan stewart will sit out the next three events just because a piece of ballast fell off what do you think harold i it, it just, think someone was either awful careless or awful crafty one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i suppose Sheldon, or I'm sorry, Jeffrey Earnhardt, grandson of Dale Earnhardt, uh, has uh, the remainder of his racing season up in the air after he made an announcement that uh, he parted ways with IK9 and Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, JGR announced that Jack Hawksworth will be driving the number 18 Toyota at Mid-Ohio this weekend. Earnhardt made seven Xfinity Series starts and scored a career-best finish of third at Charlotte in May. He also made one Cup Series start at Talladega and finished 22nd there after getting caught up in a last lap wreck. Uh, one other thing, remember we talked about this a month or two ago, Husset Speedway, I think it was also Oh, yeah, they were going to... Uh, They're going to have that race they were to win give, the track. They were going to give, give away the racetrack to some lucky driver. Or they could choose $3.6 cash bounty if they won. Uh, it was $2,000 to uh, enter this race, $200,000 right. to enter the race, and he needed at least 18 entries. 
Uh, and I think this that was coming up maybe this weekend or something. It was real soon that the race was scheduled, and only three entries were received. So, so their that. entry fees were refunded. I'm guessing. So the track's back for sale at $7.5 million. So if you want a track in South Dakota... And you got $7.5 million burning a hole in your pocket. How long can the racing season be in South Dakota? I don't know. Well, if it's like Sandusky Speedway, it could go year long. Well, year I round. suppose. Yeah. Even mid-Michigan. Run any weather. So, don't even talk about the midwinter race at mid-Michigan. Yeah, you, you have problems getting there. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that one's been really expensive. Harold Cook uh, joins us in the studio here, a three-time champion at Toledo Speedway, two-time at Flat Rock, too? Correct. Running late model? That's all I ever drove. All you ever late models, yeah. When did you start uh, running? Uh, 1970? 1970, same year uh, Ron started racing. We're both uh, rookies the same year. And you raced against some of these uh, big names uh, that have been at Toledo Speedway over the years. Oh, uh, yeah, I've raced against Joe Rutman, uh, Joey Fair, Danny Bird, John Anderson, did you beat them? I have. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we got to be track champion yeah. twice. Yeah. One of my very first feature wins, which I'll never, never forget. I passed Joy Fair, Joe Rutman, John Anderson, and just in the same race. In the same race, went off and hid from them. It's not as if I started up front and fell into it. And uh, is, but you got to be honest. Um, Back then, it was really hard to cheat because there weren't a whole lot of rules. And again, we we talk about that nickname of High Buck. There, <laughs> there, there was a reason that they called him High Buck Harold. Yeah, actually, I wasn't driving my own car at the time. <laughs> what uh, what car were you driving? I was driving for Red Springs and Brakes out of uh, Detroit. Hmm. And it was a real high quality car. It, it was. It was a very good car. What kind of car was it? Uh, it was a Camaro. It was uh, one of the very early Howe cars. Now, was that uh, back then? Was that still stock chassis, or was it uh, how, how stock ish were they ish. back then? It, it was. It had a stock front frame clip on it, uh, standard steering gear box. Uh, There's no rack and pinion. Uh, steel body. Steel body, and it was. They always kept that car just looking always, great. Always it, it beautiful. Was, it was always immaculate, and. Uh, we had an engine that was built by Seaport Automotive here in Toledo and uh, had, had a lot of success with that car. Now, uh, did you run anywhere other than Toledo and uh, Flat Rock? Yeah, we'd, we went as far as uh, Odessa, Missouri with it one, on one occasion. Unfortunately, we had uh, some engine problems once we got there. And we ran at uh, Lorraine County, one race, one race He ran there. Sandusky some in, in, a, in a car that he had borrowed. Yes, Actually, in the winter? My, my, no. Okay. In the fall, one of my very first adventures in a Ron Miller race car. And you I, got a win in it? No, no. Oh. I, I, don't, oh, okay. I, I got to help set the car up for Ron. Oh. Did he win? <laughs> the big guy. No. Oh. <laughs> but uh, we, we sure had fun doing it. He man. came in whining about the car, and I can't remember why I wasn't why i wasn't driving but uh, i think you had to work that, that maybe day. could be but he came in whining that the brakes were vibrating and something else was wrong and ornery don said pick one because you only get one of them fixed and and, and the, the, the pedals were too close to the seat or maybe your legs were too long <laughs> that could be <laughs> they certainly weren't adjustable back then <laughs> no now i did a little thing on uh, my blog for wiot a couple of weeks ago, 
the history of uh, racing in Toledo, and I learned that there was Fort Miami Speedway, which right. is now the Lucas County Fairgrounds. Fairgrounds or Rec Center or whatever, and that was a half-mile, quarter-mile, five-eight-mile dirt track. They had, like, right. three there. And then uh, Raceway Park started up in 1950 running uh, right. dirt half mile and quarter mile I think they had there. I think I started going to Raceway Park when I oh, I know I did when I was watching six, races. Six, yeah, watching. Uh my dad owned two race cars and sponsored another one. Uh he sponsored Jim McCune, owned uh Curly Stoikoff's car and Butch Stoikoff and Ray Stoikoff he sponsored. So and then he had a little Jeep that it was a a push truck. So he would drop me off at the front gate and i'd go in and watch some races and play with the little plastic cars under the grandstands and uh he'd he'd push cars when the races were over i'd meet him back out in front and ron, we'd, ron we'd go home. What, was plastic invented at that time yeah i think they were sure it wasn't made of stone harold <laughs> i really wanted to get one of those little 29 cent race cars and I found one on eBay a few years ago, and I had to pay forty bucks for that sucker. <laughs> uh, but I've got it. Yeah. Did well, you ever get to uh, Raceway Park, or is that before you? Or no, I never had the opportunity yeah. to uh, to go to race. The only race I ever went at Raceway Park was to watch the AMA uh, dirt bikes there. And oh God, what an awesome show they put on there! Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was in the seventies, and Raceway Park had a fire. And right. burnt something in the grandstand, right. and, they, and they lost the date. And the date, I think, for the AMA bikes went to uh, I think Lima. And hmm. uh, could be. Do either yeah. of you remember the uh, first year at Toledo Speedway when it was dirt? No, I don't. No, Ron actually went to the Toledo Speedway before I did. I, I yeah. think my first year out there uh, as a spectator was I think '68. I remember huh. Joy Fair was driving a 1958 Ford. And uh, Danny Bird had a, uh, I think it was a 61 Ford Starliner, and Dick Mitchell was there. And oh, Harold, back back in the, uh, in the mid-60s, uh, as I said when we were talking to Scott, uh, our first, Kathy and my first date was May 23rd of 64. And, uh, Very good. <laughs> pretty, pretty cool, huh, wife? <laughs> and uh, th- there was... I, I, I know Roy Cress was was racing at the time, and I he remember he, the name. He, and he moved on up through, but uh, th- there were a couple of cars that were genuinely creative. Uh, the rules were really loose back then, and all they raced at that time was on the quarter mile. And there was a, a Buick sedan uh, that had two right rear tires. Somehow they had come up with a way to to mount two tires, and uh, oh yeah. Don't look at me like that, Scott. Like a dually? Oh, yeah, it was a dually, only on the right side. And that was legal? Apparently. He won a lot. The rules were very loose. Did, did they have inspectors back then? Must yeah. not have had. <laughs> we were talking on our way into the studio. Uh, a friend of mine and I had a 57 Ford that we were racing, and uh, I had started in the back of a heat race and worked my way up and worked my way up, and... Uh, was passing for the lead with just a couple of laps to go and i was i was passing for the lead and i was watching the car next to me and i didn't know that this guy was working me up the racetrack pretty soon i'm in the fence 
What about you? Have you uh, had any bad crashes? Oh yeah, at Toledo <laughs> Speedway. I I had one there. Of course, back then you didn't uh, deal with concussions, but I know I had a headache well, for a week. You said you were trying to take these. I think I remember seeing one of some of the old pictures they've been uh, <coughs> posting for the 60th anniversary thing, and it. You said there's railroad railroad ties that yes. were like driven into the ground. Was, that was the wall. Was that all the way around? All the, the track? way around the racetrack. The whole track was nothing but railroad ties. Was there anything behind it, or was it no? After a while, they improved it and they put some Armco on it. Uh, but but when Harold started racing, uh, it was just railroad ties stuck in the ground all the Did way that around the racetrack. Stop a car? Oh, in a hurry. Okay, the cars didn't go through that. There was no no, okay. they didn't go through it. But boy, you didn't want to get up near it. But you tested it. Oh, more than once. <laughs> that wall would eat you alive. Yeah. So you couldn't just scrape well, along it. The, con- no. the concrete, once they put the concrete in, you could kind of glance off of it and keep going. But that those railroad ties, it was like a vacuum. Once you hit it, it's you're there. It would be like just teeth ripping the side oh, of the car oh, off, I'm guessing. It was awful. It was awful. How, how, how long uh, did they have that before they put either the arm core or, or the... Uh, I think probably around 72 Two. was when they put the Armco on. That, that would around. be my best guess, would was be about 72. When they put the Armco on the inside of the railroad ties. Well, that I'm not sure of, but I think they put the concrete up at about 73 or 74. Yeah, sounds right. Wow. What about the uh, quarter mile? Did they have a wall on that? Same thing. Then? Same thing. It, it was yep. railroad ties. Wow. And there was a bunch of them. Yeah. So uh, what do you think of the racing today compared to uh, when you were racing? I know you're still heavily involved in it and everything. Uh, the racing is great, but the expense part should be more under control than it was today, or is because I think they should have, we'd have more participants if it was more affordable. And Absolutely. I think some of the classes have just grown out of... Uh, uh, financial status, you know. I know, remember when they first started the sportsman class at, at Toledo Speedway, Ron came up with a good workable set of rules. And God, I wish I could find a copy of them. Because did they use those rules? Yes, oh, they absolutely. Did, for a short period of time. And this was when Sonny Adams owned the racetrack. And any time that uh, his son wanted to do something different, they changed the rules. And it kept growing and growing until it got to be the, almost as bad as the late models as far as uh, expenses concerned. But, but paid three or 400 bucks to win. Yeah. And even at Oakshade, where Ron and work, or Races and I work out there, we have a bombers out there that have thousands of dollars in their engines and, uh, and racing for Daryl, there's, there's t- times I'm standing by my pit and one of those bombers come by and I've got motor envy. I'm telling you. I mean, you can just tell that that is a potent piece under the hood. Oh, yeah. Yes, we have several. and uh, That's when my car goes by, right? Absolutely. I figured as much. <laughs> so when did, you, uh, when did you get out of racing? I mean, as far as out of the car? Uh, 86 was the last year that I actually physically drove in a race car. And we even won a feature race in that last year, but... Uh, um, I'd lost my sponsorship, and both of the boys started racing, and I was helping them, and it just we're working out of a two-car garage, and it just uh, became uh, kind of clogged up. So, yeah, it was time for me to throw in the towel. So and, you and stepped help, down help then the on your own? Yeah. I what down. year was it um, 
when we introduced Hoosier Tires out there, and uh, I felt like the Maytag repairman, and uh, we had hooked Harold up with a couple sets of tires, and uh, actually we had some real good success early on. And uh, well, I think it was about eighty four, eighty five, eighty five. Yeah. I won a must lot, be won a lot of races in eighty five, and uh, we had the Michigan Challenge Cup up there at right. Flat Rock, and I won the bulk of those. I mean, it just at that point, I think the tire rule at Toledo and Flat Rock was any $90 tire. So it didn't matter the manufacturer or the compound or anything else. It just had to meet the price criteria. Did they have slicks back then? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. Very nope. good. Hoosier, back Hoosier, to the Hoosier 60s had, even? Hoosier, oh, yeah. Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure. Well, and as Harold I wasn't men- around back no, then. No, as Harold uh, mentioned early on, um, we had some great big wide tires back then. It, Dualies, apparently. Well, and and it really wasn't <laughs> until probably around 1970 that they came up with uh, the 10-inch wheels and the... Uh, no, it was actually past that. Because when I first started racing in 1970, we had the 13-inch yeah. wide tires. Okay. And uh, 12-inch wheels. 12-inch wheels. And I think about a year or two years after that, they finally downsized it, which, of course... They, they didn't want the tires sticking out past the fenders, which really was a good roll. Right. And because uh, you were running an open-wheel car and driving it like it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little bit of rubbing. So yeah. are you, you're going to be at Toledo Speedway then on uh, Saturday night? I will be there. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward Maybe to they'll it. have like a cool past champions race and they'll give you guys all a car. <laughs> Would that be cool? Dirt cars on the asphalt. I'm taking Ron's. Well, well no, that's at some dusky. That's later. That's in October. <laughs> I'm assuming the the cars that are there, maybe some of the factory stocks. Oh, I, I don't know. know. I'd, I would. I'm just making this up. Yeah. They're not actually doing it that no, I know of. No. It could happen. I don't know. Maybe I should ask Scott earlier. Egos yeah. get in the way, you know. Somebody yeah. starts talking about how good they could be, if only. Yeah. yeah. Who is the 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 greatest uh, champion? That's uh, that's ever raced at uh, Toledo Speedway. Oh, in I, your opinion, I was second best. Then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just we we had so many great champions. I mean, Danny Bird was great. Joy Fair won a lot of races. Only till after he quit racing did he tell us some of the things that he cheated on. <laughs> he cheated. Uh, You're yeah. ruining. I remember watching him when I was younger. Yeah, my and, parents uh, when they were they their first date. I think yeah. was uh, watching Joy Fair win either at Toledo or Flat Rock. Yeah. Could I, be. I had a tough enough time kind of trying to keep my car straight and keeping it legal, as opposed to cheating. Where some people spent most of their time trying to devise ways of getting the advantage. Well, that's what racers do, isn't it? Yeah, some do, some don't. I don't. I, I I'm mean, not I, smart enough to. Yeah, I. Scott, the first halfway decent race car that ornery don and i built would have been probably in 1971 uh was was our blue chevelle and uh the mcnutt family had a a service station just down the street from where our family uh service station was and john anderson was their driver so ornery don and i would go down there and uh see what they were doing at night and then run back to our shop and copy it (laughs) that's the best way to do it yeah well you gotta learn we somehow were learning, right? yeah. yeah i had a little bit of that in there too and john anderson would he was just a terrific fabricator 
He was a great driver, but he was yeah. an unbelievable fabricator. Did you ever have uh, any aspirations to go beyond just uh, yeah. running a late model, you know, maybe going up to ARCA? Or... Yes, but it just it never materialized. And, of course, I was a, pretty much a family man. And, you know, if, if you're out running NASCAR or something, you're going to be gone every weekend. Yeah. You're, you're not going to have any, any home life. To just to ask your kids. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my son Jerry, he's gone every weekend. He's up to MIS this weekend. He's uh, a crew chief? Car chief. Car chief, okay. Car chief. Who's he, who, for who? Uh, Clint Boyer in, okay. in the 14 uh, Stuart Haas car. Not a, not a bad gig. Yeah, oh, it's it's an excellent <laughs> gig, but he's got under contract, and he's going to be gone every week uh, through the whole season. And uh, Now, what's Terry doing? Terry is now working for JEGS, which is one of the largest uh, right. aftermarket race car part suppliers in the in the country or actually in the world one of the top and he is a technical surface advisor but then when the, they have a race team an oval track race team and when they go racing he is the spotter slash uh, driver coach for uh, cody coughlin okay and he, he keeps one of jag's kids yes it, well actually it's john coughlin's son okay jag coughlin is Cody's grandfather. Okay. And there, there's like four brothers that, that run the business now. And uh, I think three of them are into drag racing. And uh, John's son, Cody, is into oval track racing. Mm-hmm. Now, does uh, Jerry or and, and or Terry have uh, kids of their own? Uh, Jerry has a uh, son that is uh, racing the uh, modified series. And he's quite successful. The NASCAR modified series? No. No, no. Uh, uh, dirt modified. Dirt modified. Oh, okay. He won last weekend at at. Oh, Taylor. We're talking Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Taylor. Won, dirt. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay. Duh. laughs> he won last week at uh, Portsmouth, Ohio, uh, the right. week, week before yeah. at Atomic okay. Speedway, and uh, he. He's, so the family tradition's continuing on. Oh yes, okay. yes, yes, for sure. Now, aren't a couple of the grandkids involved in racing too? Besides driving, don't they work nope. for a couple of teams? Oh, Taylor, actually, he drives, but he also works for Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, he builds wiring harnesses for all the uh, uh, NASCAR Cup cars. Right. Taylor does? Yes. In addition to driving. I did not know In that In addition to driving, yeah. That's pretty cool. He managed to work enough hours that he can sneak out to let him leave on a weekend to go racing. They probably understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, he, they do a fair amount of traveling. I mean, they drive up, drove up last yeah. week uh, from... Uh, they're based in uh, North Carolina, aren't North they? Carolina, uh, Stanley, North Carolina, yeah. which is a suburb of Charlotte. And uh, they drove up to, like, Portsmouth, Ohio, which is right on the Ohio River. Right. Been there, raced there. It's a beautiful track. There. Oh, it is. But, uh, like Except say, early spring when it's underwater. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's right on the river. Everything was underwater this year, though. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Harold, thank you, and uh, I hope you have fun. Uh, it's Saturday. We'll miss you out at Oakshade, but... Uh, Sounds like a cool deal going on at Toledo. Oh, yeah, yeah but the cool be. thing about Harold being at Toledo is that the rules will be wide open. <laughs> That's right. So everybody can cheat on Saturday at Oak Shade? I don't think so. We can call Saturday <laughs> Cheater's Night at the Shade. Yeah. I can see Chrissy and Pam. They're just going, oh, uh, shut up, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, last week we played How Many, and uh, was How Many Bombers, other than Bubba, because we had Bubba Kondek on uh, last week, uh, was going to be at Oak Shade. And uh, Erica actually thought Bubba was the winner really? of that because he picked 35, but the, the uh, which there was 35, but it was other than 
blah, blah. So the correct number was 34, and Des picked it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Aware. <laughs> Two in four. <laughs> so this week, uh, I figure, how about we do how many late models are going to be at uh, Toledo Speedway on Saturday night? And we'll start with, with Harold. Ooh. Uh, this, uh, this is a guess? This is a guess, yeah. Whoever's closest without going over... No, you're you're talking nothing. you're talking the gold cup, not yes, not yes. the late not model. The, not the late model sportsman, the gold cup. The I gold should. cup cars. Yeah. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Good guess. Good guess. Go ahead, Scott. Oh hell, I don't. I'm going to go with twenty. What do you got? It's features only. Boy, it's 60th anniversary though. I know. <sighs> Sixteen. Twenty one. Yeah, that's probably a good guess. All right. Well we'll see what uh what pans out on, on Saturday. And and what do we win for that? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Not a damn thing. Coming up this weekend, uh, as far as racing, other than Toledo Speedway, there's a lot going on. Attica still off due to the fair. Uh I believe they're back in action next Saturday night. Uh, Lima Land, or I'm sorry, next Friday night. Lima Land will be in action tomorrow with the uh, 2019 Award Celebration Night. That's like their last event That's of the their season. Last event. That's hard to believe, yeah. Scott. Uh, they're going to have uh, NRA Sprint Invader Modified and Thunderstock Invitational races, followed by their awards banquet. Uh, pits will open at 4:30, gates at 5, racing at 7:15. Uh, tickets uh, for general admission 15 bucks there. And it's kind of a unique thing they do because they have those invitational races and then. Right. Um, I forget what they call it, but they have like all their champions race each other. With all the rainouts, I think they've only had six shows. Yeah, but uh, but then they have the awards banquet as part of the racing right. program that night, which is kind of cool. Last week was the uh, right. end of their points, so uh, that's at Limeland tomorrow night. Flat Rock on a Friday, Flat Rock and Friday night. Uh, it's the UAW Local Three Thousand night, also Kids Night. Twelve and under will be admitted free and get a free hot dog. Uh, they're going to have figure eight street stocks and a 250 lap enduro. Pits will open at 4.30. The uh, spectator gates at 5.30, racing at 7.30. 15 bucks for general admission there as well. Saturday night. Now you got lots of choices here. Toledo Speedway, their 60th anniversary celebration with the ARCA Late Model Gold Cup main event series. They're going to go 60 laps. They also have the Late Model Sportsman figure eight factory stocks and uh, street stocks as well. Pits will open at 1.30, so they're going to open uh, early there for the pits. Gates, uh, main gates, spectator gates, 4 o'clock. Racing at seven, fifteen dollar general admission at Toledo Speedway, Oakshade, uh, big night there. Big as well. night. That this is. If you're a dirt fan, don't miss Oakshade. If you're a pavement fan, don't miss Toledo. It's rescheduled from June first, I believe right. it was. We got rained out. It's this is going to be a big deal. Central Collision Night featuring Boss non-wing sprints, the Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, uh, plus late models, sportsmen, and bombers. Gates will open at four, racing at seven. Tickets are 14 bucks there for adults. So, yeah, it'd be nice to the return of the sprints again, and the weather's looking good. Uh, Ryan Weekman, speaking of which, uh, weekend weather pit stop guy uh, from WTOL, he's on vacation till Monday, So, which is okay because the past two weeks we haven't really needed no, him. No, we're we not going to need we, him this weekend. We know this weekend's going to be spectacular. Be yeah, no worries uh, on the weather this weekend. Mid-80s, sunny. So, yeah. We're good. I think the next chance of rain's not till Tuesday, so... We're good. Fremont Speedway is going to be in action Saturday night as well with American Power Sports Night featuring 410, 305 sprints and the trucks. Gates open at 4, racing at 7, general mission 15 bucks there. And Sandusky Speedway, 
uh, $1 night, which is pretty cool, featuring Lake Erie stocks, Renegades, beginner stocks, vintage American race cars. I think there's like a dollar hot dogs there as well. Right. Uh, gates open at four, racing at seven, and it's just a buck. To get in? Yeah. I believe so. Well, I, maybe yeah, I could be. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. For some reason, I didn't put that. Chris was listening, so if uh, he can tell us. So a cool deal there. And uh, that's uh, the racing action scheduled for this weekend. That's, a, that's pretty much all I got. See you in my notes. We're done. Cool. Thanks to uh, Scott Schultz, uh, general manager from Toledo Speedway, for uh, talking to us tonight. Harold Cook, thank you for coming in as well. And uh, if they do have a race Saturday night, you are going to win because you are on the show. I don't, maybe they'll have like a run around the quarter mile. Yeah. yeah. It's not like you have a premonition. <laughs> oh, we have got I'm just a, trying to give them our, ideas. I don't our, know. Our track record, Harold, is very good for our guests going on and winning the, the weekend after they've been on. And uh, Rusty had had kind of, Rusty Schlink had had a bit of a dry spell and uh, was on the we, show. We fixed that. We fixed that, and yeah. he hasn't lost since. So. Uh, he said he was going to be on the show every week uh, after that yeah. win uh, 201 couple weeks ago i wonder where he's going to be this weekend i don't know he'll probably decide saturday morning or tomorrow morning if he's going to run tomorrow yeah so uh we'll be back live next thursday at seven o'clock and it's going to be an awesome show no idea what we're going to do but it's going to be never do no we'll figure it out we'll come up with something pretty good maybe we'll uh Talk to a, a sprint car winner from from Oakshade. All right, how many sprint cars do you think are going to be at Oakshade Saturday? This is a and Th- this, this is, is how many B? Yeah, well, we we don't have to do the whole thing. I, I'm just wondering what I you have think. no idea. I don't even I know no clue. You said 25, so I'm going to go with 25. I, I'm thinking 25 sprint cars. I'm uh, thinking I, 28. I think it's going to be an absolutely killer night at the Shade. I don't know. It'll be uh, interesting. I know I saw uh, Wilson. Was it Chad Wilson? Chad Wilson. Yeah, it was uh, had a post on there trying to get everybody to come out because he wants this to be big so that... Uh, so they're uh, back every so year. So the, the sprint cars will yeah be a yearly thing at Oakshade Raceway. So that'll be cool. It'll be interesting. We'll see how many fans we get and if, uh, if the cars show up as well. I know of the five of us here, four of us are going to be there. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. You're, you're yeah, going to oh, be yeah, there. He's not going to be. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I'm following you now with the math. Oh, yeah. <laughs> math never was your strong point, Scott. Yeah, I, yeah. I wish I home. could be at both places at the same week. It's impossible. But Yeah, you're pretty much at Oakshade every weekend, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I, I, miss, I probably haven't missed five nights in 20 years. When was the last time you missed a night? Do you remember? No, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll miss you. But uh, I understand you got some cool stuff going on there. Uh, well, I guess Jerry and Terry are probably busy. Is any of your other family going to be there? Uh, Jerry is going to be there. Is he? Okay. And uh, Terry probably will not make it uh, due to a time constraint. He would have to drive up after work uh, Friday, go to the Speedway on Saturday, then drive back on Sunday. And that's a long drive. All right. Well, it'll be cool no matter what. Oh, it will be. Thanks to Dave Kemmer for uh, helping out. Uh, what is he? Associate producer. That was the title we gave him. And uh, make sure to uh, follow us on our Facebook page, Twitter, at Hammer Racing uh, Report. Or is it Hammer Report? I don't even know our Twitter uh, handle. Name. Hammer Report. It's at Hammer Report. Don't follow at Hammer Racing because I don't know what that is. It's not me. 
Um, HammerdownRacingReport.com. Make sure if uh, you have any plans or any inkling of uh, running the Hammerdown Racing Report Dirty 30 at Sandusky Speedway on October 3rd to fill out the form. We have it posted on... Uh, actually, we got it pinned on our Facebook page for the link to it. So it's Sandusky Speedway. If any of our site. listeners want some really cool Hammerdown swag... They can still order there? That That's at HammerdownRacingReport.com. Yep, All that's right. There too. Uh, everything's at HammerdownRacingReport.com. You can get to anything from... That's your gateway to everything Hammerdown Racing Report. The so whole world. Yeah. If you have any ideas, uh, any uh, show ideas you want us to cover, you can shoot me an email, scotthammer at iheartmedia.com, or send us a message on Facebook, whatever. Or call Ron Miller Race Cars. There you go. Don't at forget. At 734-856-7223. Yep. And not only does he have race cars, shameless. He has a studio, the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. That's we're, it. We're wrapping it up. That's it. We're done. See you next week. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs> you have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.